Several years ago, our congregation started seeing a decline in numbers. Though there were a number of reasons, one of the issues I saw was people getting upset about something and just moving on. I was getting discouraged about it and asked God why He allowed this to happen. He quickly answered, Why did you allow it? I struggled with what He meant by that for a long time, and I now know that it was because of a critical mistake that I see happening in the American church today. We assume that because God is sovereign and to be trusted above all, that He will eventually work things out to accomplish His perfect will all the time in our families, churches, and our nation. What I found out was refreshing, yet quite a shock. Many a leader, family man, or Christian has made a mistake that leaves everyone wondering what went wrong. Life Journeys with Pastor Hardika is all about making sense out of the hard times in our lives, but that doesn't always mean that the trials are just God's way of molding us in the fire. Nor does it mean that hard times are always because of our sin, or our lack of faith. Many a prophet has declared that he knows that President Trump is going to have a second term. When it so far hasn't come to pass, many Christians became very discouraged and questioned the veracity of the prophet or of their own faith. But we need to understand that we are always in a spiritual warfare, and war has the goal of establishing who is going to rule. But if we don't even engage the spiritual elements of warfare with intercession and seek God until we know how to fight each battle we face, we are going to lose. When God said to me, Why did you allow it? I came to understand that though we have been given authority to establish God's will on earth as it is in heaven, that we must repent and believe and then act on our repentance and faith. Both repentance and faith must include an action step. If we would rule and be ruled by God, we need to understand what He's doing. One time, one of the parishioners of a former church asked God what his will was in a certain situation. God simply and clearly replied, You should know what my will is. When King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon was banished through a mental, emotional breakdown and made to graze in the fields like an animal, he came to know the will of God the hard way, and it took many years. The scripture declares, Seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and He gives it to whomsoever He will. That's in Daniel chapter 4. If the Lord is our God, He is our source of identity, and He is where our allegiance lies. We will honor Him, find our value in Him, believe in Him for all we need and all that we are, will defend Him, rep be represented by our very sense of union with Him, and have rest and well-being in our God. That's what a God is, and it is by this very virtue that He rules in us by who and what He is. We come to love Him for who He is and what He does for us and for those whom we love. We are mastered by what we are in love with, you see, what we believe in for our central life needs, and by that which fulfills and gives purpose to us. 
God's ruling our lives is far more than the obedience of mere sterile duty and fear of punishment. Why cannot the consequences of our God be positive and not merely punitive? Does He really want us to serve Him because He'll slap us if we don't, or because He savors our friendship? There is no greater lordship than love. He says in Isaiah, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, which call you by name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have surnamed you, though you have not known me, and I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded you, though you have not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is no one else. God has done so much for us that we may know that He is the Lord, the sovereign ruler of all. How much we lose, and how much we struggle and reach for what can never satisfy our heart's longing for purpose, value, and identity, because we will not acknowledge that this world is ordered in such a way that we can know who God is. You see, things don't just happen. Now, concerning the king of Babylon, who finally came to his senses to glorify God as the ruler of the earth and men's kingdoms, it's interesting that this man did not learn of the majesty and sovereign rule of God by the blessings of his riches, nor by any miracle. It was the total humbling of his life by which he came to his senses. It was the great gift of God that was given through making him, by breaking him, of all that he treasured. So it often is that when we have things taken from us, when life brings us low and God isn't turning things around, that it's because He has a plan to bless us with something far higher than the earthly things that we so concern ourselves with. From the worst of times can come the greatest blessings. Learn. Learn this. I've learned that blessings may make me thankful and humble, but I may not fully take stock of my deepest sins until I have been made desperate for God. It is here that I truly take stock of what in the world is wrong with me, and I become teachable and, more importantly, moldable. So I see God showing others that He is the Lord by blessing me, but He often shows me that He is the Lord by humbling me into desperation. If He does that for a man, He will do that for a nation so that we first know who is rightly ruling in our own lives— now, once that's accomplished, we need to engage the enemies of our nation with God's love, with intercession, and with a tenacity that will not give up until that mountain is moved. Joel says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, and call a solemn assembly. Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not your heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? We've been so busy being mad about the BLM and socialism, 
But I think we should shut up and start living it and let God take care of the far left himself. We do need to pray that the deception and corruption in our land is exposed, that men live in light of the truth of real liberty. The right of the media to have a free press has got to be taken away from them because freedom demands moral responsibility, not deception. What good is freedom of the press if they are determined to lead us into bondage? We need to know the truth in America, first about our own hearts and then about the heart of America being changed. And if we're hearing God right, He is about to come down Himself and bypass all of our political efforts and change this nation Himself. God gave us liberty when we began as a nation, and He is fully able to do it again if we will do our part. God's will is available, but it is not inevitable. He has given men the right and responsibility to rule in the earth. And we must do it. So be encouraged. Big battles mean big victories, and just when the enemy thinks he's won, the tomb is empty, because from death comes new life.